Hello, welcome to the Kara Murray podcast. For the next 10 days, we will be doing a podcast mini series all about your divine role as a Latter-day Saint woman. We will be discussing how we can become closer to Jesus Christ and how the Relief Society purpose statement and the Relief Society declaration can assist us in our work to become closer to our Savior. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to be able to have Emma here today. And Emma and I just met through Instagram. We found each other just a couple of months ago, I think. And she is the creator behind Power Powerful. It's just how you say it, right, Emma? But yes. she spells it P-O-H-E-R-F-U-L. So make sure you follow her on Instagram. She shares some incredible insights on the church and shares a lot of the words of the prophet and scriptures and the thing I love that she does is she talks about the temple and encourages us to attend the temple and helps us understand the power of the priesthood in our lives more fully, especially as women in the Latter-day Saint church. So I'm really excited to have her insights today on our divinity as women in the church. And specifically, I asked her if she would uh, talk about the priesthood because it is mentioned in the Relief Society Declaration and Purpose Statement. And um, I'm just going to give everyone a little heads up. Emma is sick and she's being so kind to still talk to us. So um, she wants, she just wanted me to give you all a heads up that she normally doesn't sound this way, but she, she's being great. And that's a trooper and hanging out with us today. So thank you so much for being here, Emma. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And yes, thank you for dealing with my voice. I hope (laughs) everyone can understand me. Yeah, you're totally great. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and jump in and share your thoughts and the things that you want to make sure we understand as we prepare to study this in the course that I've made. Yeah. So I, I'm so glad that you're doing this. It was really fun to look back at the declaration and reread it again. And it just made me super grateful to I mean, I'm so grateful to not only be a woman, but to be a woman in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is so powerful. And I'm just so grateful. There's a lot of evidence within scripture and within his plan, especially within the temple, that shows that all of his children are important to him. And women are not exempt from that. Um, But the thing that stuck out to me in the declaration um, is when it said, we are women of faith, virtue, vision, and charity who sustain the priesthood as the authority of God on earth. And this phrase is so powerful. And it's a very important one to correctly understand because sadly, it's very common to misinterpret this sentence. So I'm actually going to break it down. Um, I'm really into truly understanding what a word means because it puts the power back into it and behind it. So let's start with sustain. Um, Stephen C. Harper is a historian in the church, and he stated that sustaining is not just passively raising a hand. It is making a promise that we are going to do our part of the work. First, he said, we consent to the proposal. And second, we manifest our commitment to sustain whatever is proposed. So now keep that in mind, because now we're going to actually talk about what the priesthood is, because this is the vital part of this sentence. Many actually associate the priesthood with priesthood offices that men are ordained to. And although priesthood offices are extremely vital and they're very, very important within the priesthood, 
That's not what the priesthood is by definition. So the priesthood actually has two meanings, and you can find these in the gospel topics um, on the church's website or in the handbook. But I got these two meaning definitions out of gospel topics. It says, first, priesthood is the power and authority of God. It has always existed and will continue to exist without end. Through the priesthood, God created and governs the heavens and the earth. Through this power, he exalts his obedient children, bringing to pass the immortality and eternal life of men. So what does this mean? It means that literally everything that God does and has done is through the priesthood. That's what it is as a whole. The priesthood is the power and authority of God. But the second meaning is immortality. So here on earth, priesthood is the power and authority that God that God gives to man to act in all things necessary for the salvation of God's children. The blessings of the priesthood are available to all who receive the gospel. So why do we have to know those definitions? Part of me was like, I don't want to go through boring definitions, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really, really important because if you only associate the priesthood with priesthood offices, you are missing out on what it is as a whole. It's God's power and authority, and you are intricately involved in that as well. So if we go back to the declaration and that phrase, and it says, we sustain the priesthood as the authority of God on earth. It means that not only we proudly and boldly stand with and for worthy priesthood holders and lift them up within their roles and responsibilities within their priesthood office, but it also means that we do our part in his priesthood. It means that we lead our family to know God and to learn of him. It means we keep our priesthood covenants that we make within the temple and in baptism. It means we testify of him and stand behind him. It means we worthily participate in all priesthood ordinances. It means we follow and listen to God in our callings, which we are set apart with priesthood authority in, and support others in theirs. It means we respectively and appropriately wear our garments, which are the garments of the holy priesthood. It means we strive to always have a worthy temple recommend, and so much more. So that phrase is, it is God's power and authority. And we are sustaining and trusting him in everything that he does in his church, in his temple, and everything on earth. Okay, so I love how you broke that down. Because I don't know if I've like, we we talked before we started recording. Mm -hmm. And I've read, um, there are several books that I, that will be, uh, I'll put the names of them in the podcast notes. Hopefully I'll remember. And they're also going to be a part of the workbook that I have for the course. But I think it's important to really understand the difference of the different parts of the priesthood because there are different parts of the priesthood. So I love that you kind of explained some of them. And a lot of times we're like, oh, only men can hold the priesthood keys. But we don't often realize that there's only like three men in your entire ward that hold priesthood keys. And one of them is 12. Yep. Like yeah. <laughs> one of them is actually four. Yep. Okay, four. Yeah. So there's the yeah. the deacon's quorum leader, the teacher's quorum leader, the bishop, and then the is it the elders quorum president? Yep. So yep. there's only four people, not very many 
men even get the opportunity to hold the priesthood keys. So I think that's also an important one to throw out because that's when we often hear. Yeah. Is I love that you said that. (laughs) I'm like, hardly anybody has those. So just, just for the record, um, within your ward, there's four people that have the priesthood keys. And then there's the priesthood authority, which we were talking about and the power of the priesthood. Um, so yeah, that's great. Do you have other thoughts that you were, you want to share? Yeah. I mean, no, I love that you brought that up because I'm super into terminology and that's usually what I recommend people to really learn about within the priesthood is first recognize what the priesthood is. And we, we discussed that it's God's power and authority mm-hmm. and it's used in different ways. Like it's, you know, his power and authority that he uses to govern the earth, create the earth, create us, etc. But then on earth, it's, really important to remember that everything done within the priesthood is by him. It's his power and authority. And once you recognize that, you actually have a whole new respect for men and their roles and responsibilities within priesthood offices too. At least I have. I didn't have any disrespect for them before, but now that I actually understand what it is as a whole, I actually respect it deeply and I'm very grateful for the time and the sacrifice that they make to do that. But it also, on the flip side, has greatly, like profoundly impacted how I view myself as a woman as well, because I'm intricately involved in his plan and within his priesthood, you know? Because, so I won't go into all of it, but it's also really important to recognize that there's a hierarchical structure and there's a familial structure And it's, there's different people, um, a lot of people word it differently, so you'll hear it different ways, but I like the best phrase that I have found that I make sense in my head is the hierarchical structure, which is everything to do within the church. And then there's the familial structure, which is everything to do within the temple. And you are intricately involved in the temple, for example, in the endowment session, everything that is done within there is equally among men and women. Men aren't participating in their priesthood offices in the, in the endowment session, even though priesthood is mentioned multiple times. And that's because it's God's power and authority. It's not priesthood offices. That's not what it equals. It's definitely a part of it, but it's not what it equals. So to understand what it means, you just have a whole new respect for it. And that's why I really liked this phrase sustain the priesthood as the authority of God on earth, you're really respecting everything that he does within his power and authority. And it gives you the opportunity to also have a new level of respect, like I said, not only for worthy priesthood holders and all the roles and responsibilities that they have, because there's a lot and it takes a lot of time and sacrifice and I'm really grateful for them. But it also gives you a chance to have a lot of respect for what you participate in. When you're set apart in a calling, you receive priesthood authority for that calling. Um, Men have the authority to perform ordinances, but there's an exception that in the temple, women have the authority given to them by by the temple president who holds the priesthood keys to perform the ordinances in the temple. And that is really incredibly beautiful. But it also gives you a chance to have a lot of respect for your priesthood covenants that you make. 
it gives you a lot of respect for the priesthood ordinances that you participate in, for the garments of the holy priesthood that you are authorized to wear, and so much more. And so to really understand what the priesthood is and to understand that it's God's power and authority just gives you the chance to really sustain it, to not only support it, but to do your part in it where it is authorized to. So I really love this, this sentence, and it gave me a chance to really think about it. And I'm grateful that I understand what the priesthood is now, because if you told me the sentence even like four years ago, I honestly would have thought, oh, yeah, we sustain worthy priesthood holders. I honestly thought that would be what that sentence is. But that's why it's so vital to understand what the priesthood is. Because, yes, we sustain and support worthy priesthood holders 100%. But that's not what the sentence fully means. Mm -hmm. That's a part of it. But we support God. And we do our part in participating worthily with what he needs us to do. I love that. And I love that you brought up some things about the temple. So um, I think it's super important if you have not been to the temple in the last like like three months, <laughs> when did yeah. they last change everything? Um, <laughs> yeah. But especially if you haven't been for years, I would really, really encourage you to go. The temple is completely different than it was. I mean, for the most part, the covenants are all the same, but I feel like everything else is basically different. I was endowed like 20 years ago. And so the temple is a very different experience than it was 20 years ago. The initiatory is completely different. If you have not done initiatories in the last like 15 years, you need to go do initiatory. I promise. Like go do initiatory. And if you haven't been to do initiatories in the last year, you need to go do initiatory. If you haven't been in six months, like initiatory is so important. And I think right now there's so much talk about our garments and wearing them and um, when or how or whatever. And I think if we are making the effort to go to the temple, it's a non-question. If you go, especially to initiatory and listen, you're going to understand your temple garment so much more and what it brings and the benefit that you have in the covenant you've made. And so I would highly encourage that. And um, the endowment, I think a couple of things you said are super important. We, everything is the same for the men and the women in the temple. And it used to be a little bit different than that, but it's not anymore. And I think it's really important that we realize that it, and it never was about priesthood office and it still isn't. And we're all given equal priesthood power in that room and opportunity in that room. And I don't know. I just, I think, um, as we listen and are prayerful, as we go to the temple, which I know you talk about a lot and, Emma helped create a temple journal and it's so beautiful. It's just an opportunity to really reflect on the temple and what you're learning and this experiences that you have there. And it's in, it's important to the temple to really ponder and really listen to the words, because I think when we listen to the covenants we're making and the other words, and I know sometimes it's so hard to not fall asleep because like the room is the perfect temperature and the chairs are comfortable and no one's sitting in your lap and no one's asking you questions. And then they make the room dark. Like I, I know that the struggle is real. 
So <laughs> when we do our best though, to really listen and strive to understand the covenants that we're making, it really can be life-changing with understanding the priesthood and how it really, we all have priesthood power as we've made those covenants. And that is powerful. And President Nelson challenged the women a few years ago to understand how to use that priesthood power. And we can, we just need to ask and we can personally learn how, how we can use it through the Holy ghost and through studying and going to the temple. So I think, I don't know. I just love your insight and I love that your Instagram is so focused on the temple and the priesthood because I think it's really needed to just clarify certain things and to, to help bring people closer to that and to understand how to utilize that power in their lives. Well, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Emma. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Don't forget to join the email list so you know when the Your Divine Role course goes live. Our email list will be given an opportunity to sign up first. It includes 12 plus course videos, a workbook that is 45 plus pages long, a community, and more. I can't wait to see you then.